Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Dos Acero Football Podcast, or is it the Cero Acero Football Podcast? Well, you decide. A weekly podcast that you can hear live on YouTube right now and every Wednesday night. And, of course, you can recap the show and all of our previous shows on iTunes. Uh, download those at your leisure. My name is John Jagu. We have a very, very interesting show for you tonight on the Dos Acero Football Podcast. We'll be discussing the uh, last two rounds of the semifinal round of World Cup qualifying in CONCACAF. We now know who are the teams that are going to be in the hex. It uh, looks surprisingly, or unsurprisingly, if I look at it, similar to the last hex that we had four years ago, three years ago, whenever it was. And then we'll uh, jump into some other topics, but obviously those two uh, games will weigh heavily on the conversation here tonight. As always, we have a distinguished panel of analysts, and we'll start across uh, across the way here, about 45 minutes down the road, a little further south and east. In Kyle, Texas, we have the third degree black belt in jiu-jitsu, <laughs> computer, engine, computer security engineer. What level, what, what level security clearance do you have, Chiquis? Uh... I'd get my own level and break into the people's businesses. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually I'm actually in well, Kansas City. Well, there you have it. He's in Can- He's so good that he's that he's he can bounce around like he'll 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 be like in, uh, in in New Zealand in the next five minutes. Of course, we're talking about Albert El Chiquis Campa. How are you, sir? Hey, doing good. Glad to be here. Yeah. Did you uh, Did you get to watch both games or just or just one? Yeah, I watched the I watched the Mexico game. And what yeah, is uh, but, uh, what is your initial your 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 first gut reaction? Your first. I thought, it, I, thought it, I thought it was weak. The first half wasn't impressive. The second was a little bit better. He made mistakes on on some positioning of players. Uh, some players were intimidated and timid, and uh, no good finishing as always. So. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, uh, Chiquists. Always glad that you're able to use your 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 smarts to get all this fangled stuff set up for us to call all in and talk. So thank you. Over in uh in so we have Joel Aceves. Joel, do we have more Starbucks this week or drive-bys? Uh, neither, John. It's it's been a slow week. Well, that's very disappointing, Joel. Very disappointing. <laughs> Well, we're glad to have you, Joel. Joel, you've uh, you got to watch both games, or just one, or none, or parts of some, parts of the other. I just saw the uh, El Salvador game. I I missed I missed the Honduras one. I just kept up through social media. I see, and uh, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna make an assumption, Joel. I hope you don't mind that your position has not changed. No, not at all, John. It's gotten worse. So uh, it, it's worse. So you are you are even more bearish. Yeah, I was hoping he was gonna show demonstrate what what he learned from Bielsa, but I I got more of the same from what Osorio's been doing. I understand. Well, we'll discuss that in a little more detail, of course. Uh, but moving on, we have another gentleman who uh, 
lives in in the greater Los Angeles area, but over in uh, Long Beach. How, how was it like a like a forty five minute drive from LA to Long Beach, or is it closer? I, have I would no say, idea. you know, when uh, two hour drive, man, most days. Two hours. Yeah. It's, it's okay. What if there was no traffic? What if there was no traffic? Like oh, like yeah, no traffic. Thursday at three in the morning. I was twenty five minutes. Yeah, you you know, if, if there was no traffic, you could probably get pizza from L.A. to Long Beach, and it's still warm, you know? But now, you know, for it to work, you would have to, like, borrow Kobe's uh, helicopter. Well, don't you have Kobe on your speed dial? I mean, I know that he's a that he's into the whole Pachuca thing, too. Nah, man, wasn't he? You Pachuca, I figured you, you, you Pachuca buddies stick together. <laughs> Nah, man. Is he a Pachuca fan? I, I actually, I don't know. I didn't know that one. He's a huge Pachuca fan. He and he and Jesus Martinez are tight. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Actually, wow, I have man. no idea. I'm just, I'm just making stuff up. <laughs> making stuff up. You haven't gone. Juan Oliva, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm good, man. I had a, you know, nice practice uh, with the the future Camarayas of America. Uh, so it was, it was good. Now I'm here watching my kids. Uh, do their thing. Now, the the flavor of Kool Aid that you drank down in Pachuca have you have you changed the Kool Aid now that you serve the the or, or that you give the the players during their breaks? Is it the same? You know, uh, some days it comes out like uh, it, it, it's not Kool Aid. It's uh, that other one. Was it called Tang? I don't know if you ever had that one, John. I Is love orange. Well, I love Tang. We'll we'll just leave it at that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Sometimes it's tang, so you know it's gotta, you know, some, you know what too. You can vary the the Kool Aid flavor, like you know, spiky with tequila. Is that for the for the for the? Is, is that the coach's cooler? The the tang with the tequila. You know, no, I think it's for the players too. You know, to cool down, relax their muscles. Um, you know, well, maybe, you know, maybe tequila does have a lot of medicinal powers. Yeah, man. I'm telling you. And I think, uh, I think, isn't the Mexican government like looking at making uh, the medicinal properties of, uh, of uh, you know, Mary Jane? So you might see that in a lot of the, the clubs, uh, you know, in Mexico. I don't know what that is, and I won't ask, and I won't ask for any details. All right. <laughs> well, it's good to have you on, Juan. Now, Juan, did you get to watch both games? One game, half game, all the games, none of the games? You know what? I watched the the El Salvador game. I think I tuned in like uh, like a few minutes late, and then then I watched the second half of the of the of uh, yesterday's game, the Honduras game. So me, took me just reading from people's comments, it was like a game of two halves. You know, so that's, well, both games were a game of two halves. Yeah, because I saw the second half, so I have a totally a completely different perspective. Of what happened in the game, uh, but it's not the first time. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's the Kool Aid goggles. You know. Well, you know, you are uh, you, you you are in deep, my friend. So it's uh, <laughs> knee deep. You know, you can either roll with it, or it's or it's time to uh, you know crawl over to the side of the pool and 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 and, and get out. But we'll, uh, we'll 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 find out where you stand. We'll find out where you stand. We'll uh, we'll get in that a little bit later. And of course, last but not least, a gentleman, 
who needs no introduction but gets one anyway. Of course, we're talking about... Talk about Ronnie El Aguila. Hey, what's up, John? How are you? Good, doing good. So, Ronnie, did you uh, did get to watch both games, none of the games, half the games? I watched a little, uh, I watched a little of the uh, El Salvador game. That one didn't really yeah. catch, you know. Uh, but I did watch the uh, the entire uh, Endurance game. Um, yeah. I honestly... And at what point did you punch the wall? I didn't punch the wall this time. I was actually just laughing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... You know, like in the in the movie uh, Patton, when you know, when after they win the war, he wants to fight the Russians, and he says like, but the other generals don't want to, and he's like, I don't want to pay for the same real estate twice. Right. Mexico had a chance to uh, to uh, to eliminate, and uh, I guarantee you they're going to cause problems for us in the in the in the, in the hex. Oh you know, yeah, because, they always do. Yeah, and and, and I mean, honestly, it, was, it would have been easier. I don't want to say easy, but it would have been more manageable to play against, you know, to, to play against Canada in the hex than uh, than uh, Honduras. So I mean, we're gonna pay for that real estate twice. I just, it's uh, just, it's it's very true, and, and frankly, who wants to go to? No offense to the many Hondurans that listen to us, but let's face it, uh, you know, if if, if you're gonna go on a trip to cover a game, and, and I can speak from personal experience, Vancouver is a really nice city. San yeah. Pedro Sula is just not on the same level. We'll just leave yeah. it at that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I understand that. For, for but traveling. I agree with you, though. I mean, they had a chance. They could have scored, you know, if, you know, if they score three goals in Canada, hey, my God, they're winning three nothing. We can, we can do this. Yeah, and it, it just, but I, I just, you know, I was actually watching, uh, watching it, uh, the game with my pops, and he's like, who the hell is this guy? You know about you know Osorio, and he's like, you know, he's he's been out of the loop. He's been traveling a lot, you know, the last you know last twenty years. So he's like, in Mexico, he keeps asking me, he's like, so his last Mexico coach is Menotti. Why did they fire Menotti? <laughs> no, but he just he's just like, it was just like he's like in disbelief. I'm like, you know, I don't know. What the hell, are you trying to do with the team? I don't know. I said, and honestly, you know what? I was actually wasn't. I wasn't even criticizing Osorio. I mean, I, you know, deep down, deep down, I, I kind of agree with what Osorio is trying to do. But you don't do that at the senior level. You know, you don't. That, that's something that you start. You know, at the youth levels. And you, I mean, and I, and I said it before. You know, Osorio to me is a guy that just has all theory. You know, and he probably, you know, knows the game theory-wise. He's book but, smart, but not street smart. Exactly. It's like, you don't, you don't it's like, for example, uh, you know, yesterday during the, during the game, I don't recall too many times where, you know, where, uh, uh, you know, Honduras was actually trying to take, you know, to take the attack and trying to, you know, put, you know, Mexico in their side of the, of the house. I mean, they didn't have that, to. At that point, well, exactly, because Mexico, Mexico was, you know, they were on the driver's seat. They could have done anything they wanted. But when, you know, Andres was actually in. 
you know, Osorio responded with, you know, trying to take it, you know, take, take, you know, the possession back. I'm thinking, what the hell? I said, just play the cat and mouse game. I mean, if they're going to open up for you, don't be stupid, you know, take it. It's like, uh, sometimes I just don't understand what the hell, you know, is what he's trying to do. Yeah, it's, uh, well, that and, 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 you know, the, what I saw in the game was when, well, first of all, Mexico couldn't string any passes together and at all. I mean, it was, it was, you know, even in the second half, yeah. they had a couple of nice moments. So Honduras was sitting, I mean, they, I mean, they, it's so glaringly obvious to me, and I'm sure to many of our, the listeners, that uh, when Mexico didn't have confidence, they make the same mistakes over and over and over and over again. And that's exactly what they did yesterday, and that's exactly what they're going to do in Columbus when they lose. And that's what they're going to do in Panama when they lose. They, and and, 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 and uh, to me, that is, that is Osorio's greatest sin. You know, you can play whatever style you want, but he has, he has robbed the players of their confidence. And if not confident, I don't care what sport it is, you're not going to do well. And, and, and Mexico is not confident. Right? They were extremely confident under, under Piojo. They've, 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 you know, when Mexico is confident, and under any coach, they play a thousand times better than what they're doing. Even under, well, even with, under even, even Tuca. Yeah. Even, even with Tuco. You know, Tuca's not you know, stupid. Like, you know, he's like, he's like, how, how are you guys? How, how are you guys going to play your best? Oh, like that. Well, then let's do it like that. I mean, yeah. You know, let me put I mean, you guys in position to win. Exactly. That's what you're supposed to do. I mean, sometimes, especially because you don't train with these guys every day. So it's like, you know, I think you know, Tuca. Tuca basically said, to, like you said, he said to the guys, like, all right, how do you guys want to do this? All right, we'll do it this way then. We'll do it. You know, yeah, exactly. obviously, you know, obviously within, you know, within uh, an idea. But you know, in the setup, but we'll we'll do it to your guys because he knew that he was under the gun. But Osorio, man, he, I mean, I was looking at the schedule. Jesus, it's not pretty for Mexico. No, well, it's 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 going to get ugly very quickly. Can we jump in, or we're still doing uh, Ronnie's intro? Well, hang on a second. We're 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 we're, we're talking. We're talking. Ronnie, one last question before we, I guess, have to turn it over to the rest of the table. <laughs> if, uh, if 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 Osorio called Tuca, how do you think Tuca would respond? No, uh, voy a discutir con usted. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I think I would uh, steer clear from uh, Osorio. No, le voy a discutir con usted. Y usted no me va a decir qué carajo tengo que hacer. I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay, so let's jump in. Let's open it up to the rest of the table. I don't want to. I don't want to upset the panel. Of course, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for a, for a juicy uh, Chiva contra Chiva a little later. But, but Juan Oliva, you're a coach. You uh, you you go ahead and defend your colleague. No, I I think. Oh, you want to trash? No, no, you want to trash. Your I, I don't want to do either. I think you just have to be pragmatic about it. He's a coach now. Now there's a running mission. There's a tough schedule up ahead. You know, with the especially with that opener at Columbus. I have to with Osorio. That's the best thing that could happen for you because you know, I mean, the the, the obviously the fans, the media, they're they're from day one for the most part. I mean, yeah, sometimes they played nice uh, with him, but generally speaking, you know, they're pretty much uh, they've been trying to go for the juggler. And so I think if he, you know, if he has a bad open opening and what was the what is it the first week? He, uh, I think the next ones that uh, and then at Panama. And then at Panama, so that's probably 
you know, Panama is not an easy team for Mexico. They're 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 aggressive. They're actually uh, they do exactly what Ronnie asked Mexico to do. They play the Catamounts game pretty well, and their you know their their counterattack is you know it's pretty pretty lethal, pretty fast. So I think if you're an Osorio hater, that's a perfect starter that you want because I mean it's the writing's on the wall probably in that regards as far as the results of those two games. Now. Uh... Uh, Another thing that we need to mention about these two games is that it is it is the you know on top of starting off with with, those, with two away games it is the longest trip between venues. Columbus to Panama City is the longest trip. It's like what like maybe a six seven hour trip at least. So they have that win on top of it. Of course, all these guys are going to be coming in from Europe. They're going to be exhausted, Gina, you know, because jet lag coming this way sucks. Going over there is not so bad, but coming this way is is, uh, is not fun. No, it's I mean that's you know it's something that 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 we said that all of us have said. I, I mean that that he was never going to last past this year. It just wasn't going to happen. And uh, you, you go know, ahead, John, Juan. I, I want to add too. Now, me personally, I see you know there's some drawbacks to Osorio's to his style, uh, but if you look. When he's allowed to work, you look at his team, uh, Atletico Nacional. He was there, you know, he was there a while. He had that team uh, in Colombia, Colombian league. Now, for some, maybe that's not the best league. It's not that competitive, so it's easy. Uh, but bottom line is, he was he he took that team and he won three years in a, in a row. He won the title, the league title. And if you look at Mexico, I think that's only happened once, and that's Hugo Sanchez team uh, that won uh, two straight uh, championships. The greatest Mexico uh, it, team in history. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Puma. Goya, right? Goya. What, what's the chant? Goya, Goya? Or whatever? Yeah. Oh. Maybe I'm butchering it. Indeed. So, you know, I think if you let Osorio, you know, work, I think he can deliver results. Now, the question is, are... You know, I mean, there's nothing special about the Mexican player. He's, he has good technique. He's, but, I mean, his mentality is... They have seven toes and web feet. <laughs> you know, uh, but, Juan, yes, sir. Here, here's the thing, though. You're not... Man, you know, Osorio doesn't have, doesn't have access to the players. What, 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 what once a month? A couple of days? Not even. But what, every six weeks. You know... You, and he has two know, practices before the game. I, I agree. I agree, uh, Ronnie. But how did Bielsa, uh, you know, how did he how did he do his work in Chile? And he didn't deliver. Like he wasn't impressive. Like nine months into it, you know. I mean, you. But saw it wasn't as if Chile didn't qualify for things. I mean, they had good tournaments, and they, you know, they made the, you know, they, you know, they're they're, you know, they're, honestly, if you speak <coughs> South American, the Copa America is is takes a takes a back seat to the qualifying. The qualifying is their tournament. That's what means the most to them. And, and you know, um, Bielsa, so he, after his first three years, he delivered that uh, 2010 World Cup where Chile, it looked impressive, but it wasn't overnight work. And I mean, it wasn't just Bielsa, too. All the clubs were doing their jobs, developing players. Well, you know, again, we can't forget that, you know, the, the base of Chile's national team comes, you know, for the majority from guys that have been playing together. Did somebody okay, plunge in a toilet? <laughs> Did somebody plunge in a toilet? I think it's... There you go. Or is, or, or is, or is Joel playing Battle Zone? 
<laughs> Are you playing like uh, Super Nintendo? Well, let me ask you this: since you're you're uh, you you appear to be a, a, a loco Bielsa connoisseur, when uh, his players would come and they would play their their, their qualifiers, did they did, did they play the same eleven in every game, or did he make wholesale changes and, and play and play eight different guys and eight you know every, every other every game? Oh man, you know what? I I don't think I don't think he rotated much, but uh, what I do know is that he. He likes to skip the current generation and he'll just start calling up the younger players. Right, and let me ask you another question. Is does is, is is Marcelo Bielsa known for playing a three four three or did he go you know, with the players I have this might be the best formation for him. So let's let, let's work on that one. No man, he, he he does a three four three or four three three and it just depends on how the rival team set up. If if they set up with, with two forwards, then he does a, a back three. Um if they set up with a with a, with a single center forward, then he sets up 4-3-3. But look, his, you know, Bielsa's system is not... You know, and uh, and who do you think is more, a more accomplished coach? Marcelo Bielsa or Juan Carlos Osorio? Or who? Who was the second one? Yeah. Uh, uh, Juan Carlos Osorio. Have you heard of him? Oh. He's okay. Colombian. Oh, he has a He has a bad beard. You know what? Bielsa hasn't really he has a beard won of shame. Anything. Like he's won, he's won recognition from the for the way he his teams play, but really, you know, he he doesn't win anything because he doesn't stay at a club long enough to see his work pay off. Like, uh, you know, he's one of those like Van Gaal. He'll go to your club, he'll set it up for a few years, and then you'll have another guy come in and take and, all the credit. Yeah, well, not take all the credit, but build on what he did. You know, like in this case, uh, Guardiola. You know, he went to Bayern. He he basically reinvented the wheel. Uh, now I'm, I'm not comparing. I'm just you know as an example. And then he he didn't really win much with Bayern. He won the the domestic league, which is like automatic for for Bayern. But you know, Champions League and uh, the trophies that they the that they were looking for, he he wasn't able to achieve. But they they liked his work. He, they he built a base, and now you know another coach can come in and build a build build on top of. Hey man, hey Juan, but uh, Osorio had like a sleepover for like a week with Bielsa, and well, after the seven zero, yeah. and he comes back and he doesn't do anything. He makes the same mistakes. Do you think you that know, I, when they're braiding each other's hair, do you, who, whose braids are tighter, Osorio, like when Osorio <laughs> does Bielsa's hair, or when Bielsa does Osorio's? Hair? <laughs> you know what? Oh, and whose braids are tighter? Because you look at Osorio. Osorio, dude. They were probably braiding beards, man. <laughs> It's like when Chivas used when Chivas used to go to Colombia for psychological therapy or whatever because that's what they needed. It's all no, it's all they BS. Google. They sent Google down there to, you know, they dropped them off where nobody knew them. They gave them no money. They dressed them, and, you know. I mean, but, hey, look look at that kid, dude. Now he's he's killing it in MLS, right? He's the top dude, scorer. Dude, he, no, are you are you kidding me? Have you not heard the big news? No, what? You know what? You know what's gonna happen to Kubo? He yeah, was gonna. He's gonna be the poster boy for Cruz Azuladas. He's going downhill. Oh, he's going to Cruz Azul. He already yeah, is. He, he's in Cruz he's Azul. He could debut against America. Oh, Ronnie's not yep. looking forward to that. <laughs> but check this out. I thought Yo, you sorry, said no. you, I thought you said you were gonna be be nice to Ronnie tonight. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, I am. I, I you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Osorio, yeah, actually, 
you know, you know, Beto. Oh, sorry. Good point. Uh, so now you brought up Ronnie about uh, like Chucky, Chucky Lozano. Go ahead. Remember Beto, the point you made about him yesterday. What Which that he one? needed to change his name? No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> what was that? What was the point? I forget. Well, the the one you said, you know what? He's uh, he's he's good as a midfielder. You know, he has good touch, good control, has a great facility. But then once it comes to the the pressure part where oh, he has yeah. to score, he needs to learn how to shoot. For whatever reason, he thinks that he has to like slam it every time. Every time he shoots. Well, he didn't and... even try to slam. The one he missed was like a side side foot sort of shot. He didn't really try to slam it, but he he just. He, he well, that's chokes. my point. He, is, is he, he, try, he tries to hit it as hard as he can, and yeah. you don't, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to do that like that every time. He, he gets nervous. He he's not used to the pressure because that's like the final um, moment of scoring a goal, and he isn't used to the pressure in the national team where he could get that experience for America playing for America playing for a big club instead of a little club. Even though they have awesome facilities, he can gain that experience and be able to knock in goals for the national team. Because he did, he, he did the same thing in Copa America. He missed some some easy goals he could have got, and and now it continues. And Osorio continues with his mistakes, putting Diego Reyes in the in the midfield. Well, see, that's, that to me was his most egregious error last night. I mean, I have no problem with with I think Diego Reyes. You know, if he plays at that position, you know, and and, and is and is consistent there, and and he's played it there and, and before, and and he's he's okay there. But Diego Reyes hasn't played in four months, you know, and he much much less playing in that position. When when the, then you have guys like Orbelin Pineda, you know, and then and other players who have been have been terrific, have been playing for seven eight weeks. It just I just I just I just don't again. And so now you know instead of building Diego Reyes' confidence, the other Diego Reyes is like man, you know, I mean he had to have been shattered last time. I mean he he had a terrible game. Why is he putting players in position to fail? As opposed to putting players in positions to succeed, hey, what coach Reyes, does that? Diego Reyes is not a stranger to that position, man. He's, he's, um, he's, I agree with you. He's not a stranger to that position, and he's played that position many times in the past, and he's been good at it. He hasn't played that position in two years. Uh, hey guys, um, we can say that this is uh, ten years now of the uh, grand exodus of. Uh, players, you know, Mexican players that are going overseas, you know, in pretty big numbers, you know. Dude, there's 20 dudes over there. Those aren't big numbers. Well, before, compared to, compared to before 2006, yeah, when you had maybe one, one and a half, you want to consider Palencia. Well, didn't they used to go on loan a lot more regularly, too? Like the, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, but the, Chippo, the, 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 Chippo had a stint overseas, you know, in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you had uh, even Aguirre, you know, with you know, Chepo, I think went with Oviedo. Uh, Real, Oviedo, uh, Aguirre went with uh, went to uh, Osasuna. Aguirre went Osasuna? to uh, Osasuna. Uh, what does he call it? Um, Carlos Hermosillo went to what is it? That Austrian club, I forget, or the Belgian club. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, they uh, went to a European club. Luis yeah, Garcia yeah, went to Atlético Madrid. Yeah. So I mean, no. but obviously but there's it, more players now, but that's because more players want to go. Yeah, but he goes. It, it, doesn't it seem? Doesn't it seem that the national team is getting worse? 
No, I think it just hasn't just it just hasn't gotten better. No, I don't think it's well, no. I get. I guess what I, the point the point that I'm making is, I understand that I understand. It, you know, and one of the things that always used to piss me off was that you know that the press would always attack Mexico anytime they didn't, you know, uh, Costa Rica or Honduras by seven or goals or stuff like that. Obviously, they've improved. You know, obviously they've improved, and and it doesn't, and their improvements doesn't always have to be at our expense. I mean, obviously with investments and blah 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 on their part, that's good. What I'm making is, yeah, but they've always had, they've always because of the fact that players were abroad. They, but yeah, they've always. So I'm not sure what point you're making. I said, no, they haven't. What? Yes, they have. Who? Honduras, Costa Rica. They they always had players abroad. They like one guy. You know the. Had more players abroad. He plays in the in, Iceland league. I know, but they were playing in Belgium. They were playing in, you know, in uh, so they were no. playing, but they were playing in Europe. Okay? Oh, mostly. So I guess the, the point the, the point that I'm making is this: ten years into this, the Mexican national team is taking a step back. Well, the the, the individual skill has What's skyrocketed. That? The individual skill of the Mexican players have skyrocketed. But, but it's Mexico, playing but, as a but, team. Is playing as a team that is the issue. The I like to differ, Chiquis. I don't think individual skill has improved. I mean, we would have another Hugo Sanchez or another Cuauhtémoc, and we have nothing close to them. Yeah, but well, honestly, I mean, you're talking about two guys that... I think Chicharito's uh, kind of up there with Hugo, in my opinion. Uh, I, I think we, we can <laughs> Someone mute Juwan. He's that Kool Aid overdose. I think he's been drinking too much of that tequila. Tequila induced tank. You know what? You had you had uh, guys with the potential that, for you know, off the field reasons, they simply they just they didn't pan out. Um, like uh, Vela, Gio, hey, you know, do we even have a midfielder with the skills that Galindo had to hit the well, ball? I mean. You know, yeah, but Mexico has no free kick takers, right? Not look, one. It just—it just seems that way to us because we, we we see it. It's more in our face now. It's, no, it's social man. media, so you get to see replays. You, we get to see all that, and, and before you, you had to wait till they released so a video or something. So what you're saying is you're comparing what you saw off of a YouTube clip from the '80s to what you see live now. No, you you really can't say. Um, that we have that much better improved. I got to see. I got to see a lot of those players play. I got to see Hugo Sanchez play, uh, Galindo, some of those guys. You know, the way I see it, and the way I've seen these past ten years is, I mean, we've Mexico's had. You know, if if you look back at that 2005-2017, they've had. You know, the, 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 that was a team that had a, a lot of very talented players, and you know, four or five of them, which is rare. Very rare have have graduated to the national team and played on the national team for for you know going on eight you know seven eight years. You you, you know um, what, John? The, they're just never doing it at the same time. You, you know what it is, John? I think those guys they were too successful, too young. So like if you ever if you guys ever look into like the problem with the English uh, with all these uh, youth players from not just from England but from from. Uh, from within the European community uh, moving to England is, you know, over there they get they probably make a 
you know, pretty decent living. They're 18. They're on the, they're on the reserve team. And so they're kind of like, Hey, the, the hunger, you know, that hunger to succeed kind of, uh, dies out because they're making so much money. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that you can generalize like that. I mean, I think that happens for some players, but not every player. Dude, I mean, you know, you know there. I mean, in England, Chicharito to me is, is 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 and then this this is why I wish that people would would follow his. You know, if they're gonna follow examples, I don't think Chicharito is the greatest forward in the world by any stretch. I think that no. he's you know more than average. He's a decent he's a decent player. Chicharito is a world class professional, and 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 he you know he has an unbelievable work ethic. He understands. You know how how to how to how to play. You know the game above the game. He does a really good job at that. And he, if 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 more Mexican players were as professional as Chicharito, then I think that maybe we would see the improvement that 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 that, that, that Ronnie and, and Joel and all of us clamor for. There's just there's just no professional. I mean, you know, I think you know Giovanni, Giovanni, you know, oozing out of his pores. But he's but he has no professionalism at all. Nothing. It just doesn't exist. Same with Carlos Vela. They, they don't know how to be. You know they like to play the game. They don't. They don't like. They don't. They don't. They don't know how to do the job of, of, of playing the game. Well, I, I think he just scored two goals, by the way, Giovanni. But uh, but to, to no reason point, why he couldn't shouldn't be on the team right now. Believe me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. To Carlos' point though, Hugo uh, Sanchez, if he was in his prime right now. He would he would never get no no five pichichis. It's like a different it's like a different era, a different epoch. So he so comparing him, I think Chicharito is up to. Uh, now, why is it that the teams were better? I mean, the teams were a lot more even back then. I think you know what he did. He, I've I've never understood, and I'm not saying you're doing this right now, even though I am, even though I am saying it. Why do people minimize what Hugo Sanchez did? Hugo Sanchez is one of the greatest players in the 20th century. With from a great country. He had a great. He had a. That's the one. Uh, the worst ethic that he has. Teach, I think, shares. Yeah, absolutely. He. I mean, he was. He was a phenomenal player. Phenomenal. You know, I I always laugh when people say, "Oh, he was just a striker. He wasn't a football player." Well, honestly, what do we need right now? What does Mexico need right now? A fucking striker. Like oh, la contundencia, la Cold blooded. Yeah, cold blooded. Yeah, exactly. You need you, know, you got he's got to have like that assassin mentality where he's just you know, boom he'll take it, you know and, and uh, to me that's a compliment when someone says you know you're even you're a poacher or, or this or that, I take that as a compliment. That's exactly what Chicharito is. He's been praised for doing exactly that same thing. It's, it's, yeah yeah but but but, but, I, but yeah but Ugo was much more than a poacher. Ugo was a complete. Yeah, I mean he exactly. Was, yeah. yeah people I mean people well, he's a few inches taller too isn't he. Well, here's the thing. Ugo, he Ugo was just a lot more athletic. Ugo could score. Believe it or not, Ugo could score from his right, from his left. He was fucking deadly with headers. He could, he was also very good with uh, with uh, with uh, set pieces. You know, I mean, keep in mind, Ugo's not that tall, dude. But dude, he, I mean, like you know, five foot nine, right? Yeah, no, I mean, when you talk about Borghetti, Borghetti was a fucking you know, hell of a header. You know, but yeah, but Ugo, you know, he had some jumps, dude. He could get up there. Hey, hey, you know, I don't want to discredit Ugo, okay? And that always goes back to what it's about positioning. I'm not going to shit all over this player, but let me go ahead and shit all over. uh, All right, uh, go ahead. (laughs) Did he ever score a goal by passing to himself and scoring it with his face? (laughs) Oh, 
Actually, actually, there, there is a there is a goal that Ugo scored that's kind of like that where he he passed it to himself and uh, and scored, but it was you know to like himself. He it was edited. on purpose. He did it. Yeah, it was on purpose. <laughs> but that is yeah, that is true. He's the only player that hit, that centered that you know put a cross, send out a cross, and headed it himself. <laughs> no, but anyway, he was that you know, good. Not, not to you know, not to, to to go on a tangent, but what I'm saying is, ten years, I haven't seen a damn improvement. You know what I mean? Well, I think we can go back a lot further than that. You know, I haven't. But again, to me, to me, it comes down to confidence. Is this team confident? When this, when Mexico's confident, they play a lot better. I mean, you can say well, that about well, any team. Well, this team has no confidence. Here's the thing: we saw, we saw the, we saw, you know, once Mexico, Mexican. Started playing in Copa America, started playing in Copa Libertadores. You kind of like almost within like a year or like you know two three years, you started to see the improvements. You started to see it, and honestly, I, I just I don't I, I don't see it. I really don't see it. I mean, everybody kept saying, even Hugo Sanchez would say, "Oh man, you know Mexico's not going to be a, a world you know elite you know uh, team until they have at least twenty players playing you know in, in Europe." And what what do we get for it? Uh, uh, intercontinental confederation playoff against New Zealand. You know what? But you're right, Ronnie. That uh, they stop playing Libertadores. Like they don't take it seriously no more. No, they don't. No, they don't. For Copa América, you know. They started taking it a little bit more seriously recently, but there was a period that, like, I remember when Monterrey, when they had their, you know, their strongest team. In uh, well, you know, the team that won all those championships, and then and they made the Libertadores, you know, before they went to the Concacaf, and they played it with reserve players, like like, dude, you have like the best, you have the best team in a generation, now, and you're now, you're wasting it, you're wasting it. Now, one other thing, John, the Concacaf club, the Concacaf champion, has it re- although although Mexico's been winning them and stuff like that, has that really served Mexican football anything? Well. If anything, it's helping out the, the uh, MLS and helping out, the, you know, like the Costa Ricans and then the Enduran leagues. Although they're not going to the finals, they're they're you know they're going you know they're playing against the Mexican team. So obviously they're they're benefiting. In Costa Rica. Always, always forget to mention Guatemala and Nicaragua. Yeah. yeah. You don't are you, are you? Do you have something against the Chapinas and the Nicas? No. I Isn't don't. there a Puerto Rican team in there? Yeah. Well, Puerto Rican team came close azul. I'm just, you know, I just, you know, I, I don't see, I don't see this, this great, you know, this advancement. I don't see like, you know, uh, uh, John, you being from, uh, you know, UT and stuff, University of Texas, that their their baseball coach. Do you remember uh, what he? Remember, did you ever hear the term Kaizen? Hello. Uh, uh, are you talking about Gus or uh, yeah, or yeah, Gus, Gus, Gus. Yeah, he's a legendary uh, University of Texas Longhorn baseball coach, Gus. You know, talk about you know the word kaizen, the Japanese word kaizen, which which is basically small improvements every you know. The term again. Yeah, I know who he is. Well. Well, what I'm saying is, I don't see those little small improvements. I haven't seen it, you know, you know, with the exodus of the play, you know, the Mexican players playing abroad. I really yeah. haven't. So, what's your what's your solution then, Ron? 
I think honestly, I, I mean, if if you know Mexican clubs are going to start playing, you know, uh, you know, pulido type of money, I'd rather have them pay that pulido type of money and bring back the Mexican players in the league, and uh, you know, get the teams, get the teams, you know, uh, teams to get the players back playing in Mexico, and you know, honestly, and but. On, in retrospect, I think it was it was a great idea. I mean, what La Volpe had of getting the national team players, you know, in training camp every month for like four days. You know, remember he 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 had access to the teams and all the clubs agreed to it. Do you remember that? Yeah, we all we all remember it. You bring it up about every other podcast. I'm just I'm just saying it's just. I, I don't see I don't see Mexico improving at the rate they're is going. Is it just me or are there crickets in the background? I hear it. No, there's there's crickets. I'm actually uh, I'm actually not home right now. Are you uh, collecting crickets for your uh, your 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 tacos at Chapulín? I thought I was no. John putting sound effects. <laughs> no, these no, are no, natural. I'm turning hey, the tricks pro- John right now. The the problem with uh, all the all the players coming back you have to, to pay your debts. Yeah. No, actually, I'm actually, uh, I'm actually on campus right now, John. He's using the McDonald's wifey. Hey, yo, hey, yo! The problem with Mexicans coming back to Mexico instead of playing yeah. in Europe is their Instagram accounts aren't going to have the cool pictures and videos from like the beach in Spain and well, Greece. Well, that's and... not true though, because there's some very nice cities in Mexico. Yeah, Chiki, do you follow a lot of that uh, the players like like their lives and stuff like that? Like yeah, a lot of them. Not not all of them. I I don't know all of them, but yes, just uh, Jonathan, Lido, Picarito, quite a few. That is very sad. That is very sad that you do that. I'm gonna have to play sad music for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's cool. It's it's access. It's like if you want to interview a player as as a press, it's the same thing. You're getting to know the player. You're getting to know their perspective of things, and and it gives you insight because you can tell that a lot of these guys when they say divas. When they call these players divas, it, it, it displays and is portrayed in their Instagram accounts. They are divas. Hector Moreno is a diva. Why is he a diva? Does he? Because what makes way, him a diva? Just the way he is. Just the way he dresses. The way he got upset at the goalkeeper. It, it it comes out on the field too. He got upset at the goalkeeper. He picked him up when he was taking an injury. Um, just the way he acts. Uh, all these things, they, their personality shows when you take videos with your kids on Instagram, and the Memo Choa does that, and all these other, uh, La Jun as well. <clears throat> you get to know these players really well, their personality. And when they're on the field, you can tell exactly how they're going to act in certain situations. So what, you want to have their kids someday, or what? La callete, güey. No. But, yeah, I mean... Release the Kraken! That's that's just that was just a joke, but um, to 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 disagree as well with Ronnie, I think the players have improved. We have players like Ramoncito used to take free kicks. I think Juan brought up uh, Galindo taking uh, free kicks as well. There's Layun takes good kicks. Guardado takes good kicks. There's players that do the same things that we've had. Guardado, the power that he used to have in his shot is no is is gone. It just doesn't exist anymore. He used to have a lethal shot. It just it, it's not there. It is not there. You know, he probably doesn't take the free kicks at his club. Well, that, the, that, the regardless, so just just any any shots that that Guardado takes. He remember how how powerful and 
they hardly ever went over the bar. I mean, they were always on target. Just it just doesn't. It's just they're just little lobitos. It's like you know, he's 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 burnt out. You know what? That's maybe too many games, man. His body's like. Uh, yeah, I I agree. I mean, he's been playing nonstop. You know, his his entire career. You know, this is what the tenth year he's been in Europe. I mean, and he's constantly played. He's just he's 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 worn out. And we need a coach that'll bench him and put Orbelin in or somebody in because Orbelin. Yeah, I mean, he had spot. a terrible game. Yeah, you know, he and Arreta both were just terrible yesterday. Terrible. And I they think Tuka, no... could, Tuka could be the man and, and put these guys in place. But uh, the, the impression that I got from him in this last thing is like, you know, they were having him <laughs> shave his mustache and stuff. He was too like friends, too goody goody friends with the, with the players. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, were they taking selfies and posting on their Instagram account with Tuca without his? If Tuca, Tuca did that, if Tuca did that, man, I would, I would uh, hope he'd get fired from the whole band from the whole FMF. I don't even think Tuca. I think Tuca's cell phone is like one of those bricks from the '80s. That's that, that's how entrenched in, in his ways Tuca is. Fernando, thank you for joining us. What was your uh, what was your 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 gut uh, your gut reaction to the two games that you, that you just witnessed? Um, this was not aside from the seven zero. Osorio did not perform well. Yes, he did make he did do. I think the line. I know they were experimenting, you know, because obviously ya están calificados. Whatever. You know, it's it's it sounds to me, Fernando, just by by your the initial comments that you. You have your life jacket on. Your 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 the boat is the boat is is being lowered into the ocean. Te estás bajando del barco, Fernando. No, no, it, it's I still have faith in in uh, in Osorio, but but he did not have his best game for sure. In this he game. is testing you. I'm just saying he's testing your faith. <laughs> it's being tested. I I do agree. It is being tested yeah. to the max because. Jesus Christ, having Ayala there was a horrible mistake. Oh, you know, so it, it all comes down. See, that, is, that always cracks me up. Why is it that you always pick on the, the – Ayala actually, in my opinion, had one of the best games. But uh, I don't I – don't, but, you know, I'm, I, I'm an impartial neutral when it comes to Tigres players. I don't, I don't, you know, magnify whatever little mistake they make in the, into this, you know, calamitous error. But please continue. You know, Diego Reyes was getting owned hardcore in the midfield. And I, I think he improved when, like, finally Osorio moved him to the side. But uh, I think his best uh, – he plays the best when he plays in, um, you know, a marcador central. But, you know, he – Osorio – it goes back to Osorio. That that was a – that was – the players had a bad display because Osorio just – you know, he messed up the game. He, I, In my opinion, he should have put Marquez in. I know it was not the time to test on Marquez since we already know what Marquez can do, but I don't know. I just thought that I, it was it wasn't time to experiment, in my opinion. You know what? Like? He experiments every game. <laughs> I'm he serious. Does. No, I, I agree. It, because it, it all the you know every game is different. You know you can't play the same way. It's not like it's not like this is not the uh, you know Piojo Herrera. Era where he will put the same lineup, lineup no matter what. You know, you do gotta have to adjust. Yeah, because that was so unsuccessful for 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 Piojo. Well, we're still stuck in the same place with Piojo. You know. You know what? La Volpe liked to change his lineup too. Remember uh, against Argentina, he slotted in uh, Guardado. Yeah, but he still used like the same seven guys. 
I mean, I, I understand one or two changes. This guy's making seven, eight, nine changes a game. A game. What 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 coach in their right mind plays a different goalie? Well, that well, that's only because uh, maybe the pool is a little bit better than what La Volpe had. It maybe if he had access to this pool, we would have seen, uh, you know, more exciting uh, uh, ideas that La Volpe had to bring. I mean, just look at just look at his salida La Volpeana. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why on earth would you want to? Why would you want to expose that to 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 three to three guys that don't play? very much with each other, much less one. He called up he called up Chiquis also, Chiquis Garcia. How in the how what kind of depth did Mexico have for him to call that up that dude up? Chiquis Garcia earned his spot man with La Volpe. So doing what? <laughs> Mary marrying marrying his ugliest daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know Actually, what I don't know if she is if she's the ugliest one I'm just I'm just playing. <laughs> you know what though Mexico doesn't have a guy like Galindo that could take free kicks with his left with his right you know, and Galindo, uh, a friend of mine years ago, went and interviewed uh, La Puente at wherever La Puente was coaching, and Galindo was on his team at the time. And uh, the La Puente interview lasted from the end of practice, you know, maybe 20, 30 minutes. When they started the interview, Galindo was practicing free kicks, and when they left the interview, he was still out there practicing free kicks because they have, like, those those fake walls, you know, that they can put up. And... He did that for an hour, apparently, and then asked him. So he does that for about an hour and a half at the at the energy practice every day. I'm not saying that these guys don't do that, but but it seems like, you know, that again is an example of you know of, of what it means to be a professional. I mean, if if, if this is your job and if you want to get paid well and, and what you're doing, then you have to work at it. I'm not hey, saying that these guys don't, but it seems like that they're just that they're. Am I the only one that believes it? I mean, like you watch the team and you see their faces, and they're just, they're just, they're just, they're están desenchufados. I mean, they just, they don't have, they don't play with passion. They don't play with anything. They're just, they're just out there going through the motions. You know, uh, Guardado they used have, to do that when he, when he, when he debuted. He was a guy that would take uh, free kicks way after the practice. I think you're right, John. I think. Uh, you know, there's a kid here. He 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 went to Pachuca on a trial. Um, but his How do you do? Was all like, hey, uh, hey, what what are, you, what are you going to Pachuca for? He goes, I go, are you going just to see what's up? He's like, no, voy a romperme la madre. Did he do it? That's a personality. That's the attitude you need. And I think, uh, you know, if you see the, if you ever see this kid, uh, the worst ethic that he has, man, it's amazing. And, That's great. And I think uh, you're right. Professionals they sometimes like that, like that. Uh... Because we all know that fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. So. You know, but it's, I, I think it's a lot more entertaining if you do it that way. <laughs> well, you know, Socrates did smoke two packs of cigarettes a day before, you know, when when he was playing. So there's something to be said about that. Now we're moving on now to the uh, well. Before we do, uh, uh, Albert, we need to uh, 
to uh, give our the number to our many many listeners that we have so they can participate with us. Uh, do you have that uh, that number handy? Uh, Beto posted in in Big Soccer that there was no number today available. There's no number available today. I don't know what happened to this guy, but maybe he's working on it. He's working real hard behind the scenes to try to get us, our viewers, to be able to communicate with us. Well, that is. Uh, oh, I, I guess he just stepped off. Actually, I guess I should actually read the read the chat. Well, we'll get we'll get uh, we'll get a number for you guys uh, a little bit later. Moving on to the hex. Mexico has two games, as you all know. They're going to be playing uh, at the U.S. and then at Canada, uh, at Columbus, in all likelihood. I'm assuming if they've already made the announcement. And then they have to go from Columbus to Panama, which coincidentally happens to be the longest trip of uh, this entire uh, hexagonal tournament. And Mexico gets to do it right off the bat. Uh, who, if you're the coach, knowing that, that essentially this is your last stand, I mean, there's, there's no question that you have to at least win one of the games and maybe tie the other. I mean, maybe... Maybe three points is enough. Maybe he needs four points. Four points out of these two games in order to save his neck. What does he do? Is he going to do anything different, or is it going to be the same old stuff where he'd like, where he'd like, like well, you know, this guy doesn't play, but I, but I like the fact that he has a left foot, so I'm going to move on the team. You know, I think he calls up Saldivar again. You know, he actually, of, of, uh, of, of Mexico's bad game, I, th- I think that he had far and away that he was their best player. There's no question. He and, uh, well, I guess just him, now that I think about it. Well, Pineda too, right? Like- well, Albelin did come in and, 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 and certainly uh, add, some, add some energy. And, and, and frankly, so did, uh, so did uh, Lozano. But, uh, but uh, overall, I think the Saldivar, I think that he, uh, he, he showed how he actually, you know, he presented himself as a target and he was able to maintain possession when they needed that long pass just to kind of break things up. He hustled in the box. He almost, uh, you know, almost got a couple of hustle goals, which uh, are, you know, frankly, you know, shows good awareness. Uh, he made a, you know, on the one play where Mexico had the, the best chance at scoring, it was his service. I mean, he, he couldn't have, he couldn't have said it any better for for Lozano, and Lozano thinks that he has to rip the nets instead of just like just. What's wrong with just making a? You're a coach, Juan. Do you teach you guys? You have to, you know, kick it as hard as you can. You know, make sure that like it burns through the net. Or say just, hey, if it, if you know you're going to score, you have a really good chance just to hard pass in the net and just, you know, be done with it. Take take for example, then in, uh, in the when Mexico played Croatia, when they had the second, they scored the second goal, they had the counterattack, and uh, Oribe found Guardado. Did Guardado shoot the net, or did he, or did he pass it into the net? Uh, Y'all remember? I, I don't remember anymore, man. But I mean, I I always tell these kids, hey, freaking, you know, try to aim, try to make the goalie make the save as opposed to you, you know, hitting it straight at him. So, <clears throat> I mean, Jolie says he's gotta go. All right, Jolie. You know, I, I guess Jolie left, but um, but you're, you're right, John. I I asked these guys, and even my kids, uh, my you know, my kids, uh, my sons, uh, I've told them, hey. You know, try to aim, try to make the goalie make a save, or you know, do something improvise. I mean, you don't always have to. I mean, power is good, but you, you gotta. There's gotta be the feet and the brain have to be connected, right? That is that that is usually the the way to get the best results. Yes. And and, and, I, and in most cases. 
And I think, John, the point I wanted to make with bringing up Saldivar is, uh, you know, just uh, a year ago, he 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 got he came to Chivas the first team he was at Coras, and I think this is why Jolie Jolie left. He didn't want to hear. He didn't want me to point out this part. He didn't want to concede that uh, uh that's one of Higuera's doing uh bringing Saldivar to Chivas because <clears throat> uh, he sent uh, Piero out on loan. Unidos y divididos por la mora la camiseta. No, Jolie's not here. There's no, there's no contra Chiva. So it's just, it's just, if there's no contra Chiva argument. It's just Chiva. It's just Chiva, Chiva. You know, there's no, there's no. Uh, that's the Elvis one, right? Nat King Cole, actually. So you're saying that it's it's because of the, the the GM the GM's vision that these players are 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 coming in and succeeding. Well, I think I think that was a smart move. I mean, look, less than a year later, this guy's on the national team, and those those are things he does with Chivas. You know, he's not a you know he's not he's not gonna he's not spectacular, but he's a, he was a strong. He held his he held his ground. He held the ball. He he linked up. You know that link of play that. Uh, so many people like to look at, um, and, and so many people do appreciate. <clears throat> and I thought he was a—he uh, was a very uh, much more mobile uh, uh, than, let's say, somebody like Raúl Jiménez. You know, who's a very interesting player. But you know, I think Saldivar—he has a future, man. Now, very—you know—it's it's funny you mentioned Raúl Jiménez. He had a knee injury that forced him to leave and, and, and go back to Portugal, and uh, something tells me that his knee is going to miraculously heal, and he'll be ready for for this weekend. Actually, I did, I did see actually that he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. But uh, it seems like Mexico is getting uh, bitten by the, uh, the FIFA virus, uh, more so now than they ever have before. There were a lot of players that... Uh, you know, had quote unquote injuries and then couldn't make it, or you know, where they pulled like Lionel Messi didn't want to go to Venezuela. I was like, yeah, I've got uh, the my uh, thing is not working right, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and go. I'm gonna I'm gonna take off. We do have uh, you know some some comments. Uh, Richard Flores says, uh, "Saludos para toda la banda de Tercero Pod, another excellent show." David Copeland Loretta, one of our one of our most most uh, loyal fans says, uh, "Hey guys, how's it going?" Christian Faria says, "Orale cabrones." He said, "Chucky first. Instead of killing it, need to be on top of the ball. He launched it, and uh, he agrees with Juan. He says that uh, that Saldivar has a shot of being a very good player, and I, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you guys. I think uh, he definitely has the uh, the temperament. He obviously has the uh, the desire. I mean, he 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 was the only one yesterday to me that played with ganas. He was the only one that wanted that, that wanted to." to to make something happen, and I, and, and he and, and, and Pineda both. And I think everyone else was just going through the motions. It was uh, it was it was just it was not a good display. And and, and for the Azteca to be the venue for these uh, yet, yet another just listless, lifeless, anemic effort from Mexico. To me, it, it, it's it's if the Azteca weighs that much on on the players, then it's time for a venue change. You know, and, and this is something that I've. Um, been advocating for for a while, you know. Make the Azteca special. Don't don't play all of them. There. You know, you know, play play a couple there, maybe one or two. That that's it. 
spread the wealth. I mean, Monterrey fans have proven that they support the team very well. There's no reason why they shouldn't get a game. You know, show off that new stadium. And you know, the Tamanera would be a perfect place <laughs> to play. To play, I'm serious. It'd be a perfect place. Or, or, or you know, play one there and then play one at the Volcan. They both deserve it. They have great fans. Better fans than what we see in Mexico City. I do, I do agree though that uh, I do have to say mention that if Chepo would have still been in charge of Chivas right now, that Saldivar would still probably be in Coras. So. Wait, you still see Piero, you know, screwing up, uh, huh? Screwing up uh, the team, you know. Is that somebody that would just would just banging their head against and crushing their skulls? Is that the sound I just heard from having to hear these arguments again? Yeah, Saldivar is legit, man. He I is. He did. He did very well at that. You know, he and Jimenez both do a really good job at that. And uh, you know, hopefully, uh, th- hopefully the next coach will recognize that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John. You know, uh, uh, Chucky miss. Uh, I thought he was he was late to read the play, so he he was uh he was far too wide than he should have been on that play. If he would have been like five steps, if he would have read the play and and kind of tucked. Dude, he that ball was perfect. He he, he hit it in stride. He was he was he wasn't late. He wasn't late. He was out of position. He's just so fast. He was able to recover. If he would have been in a little better position, then the moment he he, he would have met the ball a little bit more in front of more the more reason for him to secure the shot instead of just blatch instead of yeah. he was rocking out. Yeah, he was he was rocking out with his cock out is what he was doing on that shot. He needed to just focus and just get it into the net. The net was open. No, actually, All he had to actually, do was just get it in the net. Actually, Juan, the, I was, I'm looking at the play right now again. That cross was was like a, a really hard, a really hard cross because was, he was he was being defended well. So the speed of the ball coming to Chucky caused it to if he didn't if he mishit it by a little bit, it was going to be launched, and that's exactly what happened. It was just going too fast for him. Look, look at him! Um, look at him! The moment that he took, all he had to do was put his foot on it. Look! Look at his body. So his body positioning. He, he he's positioned facing outside the goal. So what I'm saying is, uh, the the if he would have if he would have been five steps if he would have read that play five steps earlier, just you know position himself a little closer to Saldivar. The moment that cross comes in, he positioned his body. He's facing the goal. You see what I'm saying? Benny, he would not have missed. So, so you're, yeah, you're saying he would have, he would have received the ball a little bit closer. Maybe it would have been higher or well, lower. Well, you know what? Here's the deal about soccer: is, is that the the game's not per. You know, the, those things just don't happen. You have to be able to react to what does happen. And and again, he had an opportunity. I mean, all, all he had to do was guide it. He had to open. He had to guide it into the net, and he didn't do it. All he had to do was just push it. He just had to just 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 redirect it into the net, and he, and instead he just tried to launch it, and then just. Just tried to smash it in, and you just don't need to do that. I mean, I think just, he's ready. Just he was, put it in was, the net. He was late to the play. He just, he just so fast. He was able to recover, but he was when he touched it, he was already, you know, he was not positioned. Uh, he's not standing where he should be. He should be. Standing. Well, he he wasn't just standing. He wasn't standing there. He was running to the goal the whole time. So it wasn't like he could have, you know, moved quicker. Yeah, I just mean the. Uh, the moment he meets the ball, if he, if he would have met the ball five steps more to the left, or even two, three steps, it would have smashed into the goal, no problem. 
Maybe, but I mean, it's not like he missed well, it to the right or left. He missed it over the, the, the goal. Right. So he was on target. It was just too high. And he did go for it. He could have just like let it bounce off his foot, and it probably would have gone in. But he did go for it. To John's point, he tried to. I wouldn't say he tried to murder. It. Tried to murder it in the net. Just, just put it in the ball. You know, that's what makes Chicharito so great. He doesn't, he doesn't care how he scores. He just wants to get it in the net. That's all it he is wants cool. to do. It is cool when you break the net on a shot, though, man. It's like, bam! Look what I did, dude. I just ripped well, that net. Well, sure, off. <laughs> it's great. But I mean, geez. you know, it's like, it's like I play, I play golf with a friend of mine who's not. I mean, none of us are any good, but you know, he's, you know, he, he struggles like the rest of us, and he, you know, he'll be in the woods and you know, he'll look at a, you know, a, a window of like, you know, four inches by five inches. I'm going through there. It's going to put it right on the green, and he, and it never, and it never goes to the green. You know, it's like, man, take take your 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 pride and your ego out of it. Just get out and and do what you need to do. There's no, you know, everyone wants to score the pretty goal, but you know what? The ugly ones count just as much. And and sometimes you, the ugly ones are are the only chance you're going to get. And Mexico, that was the only chance Mexico had, had on goal up to that point. That was the only time they even they even made the net quiver. Was 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 that shot? They had a couple afterwards, but up until that point, that was that was their first real chance of goal. And that came in what what an hour into the game. Not good. Not good. So in the hex, Mexico goes to the U.S. As we were saying, they go to Panama. That that's two. You know, we're looking at on paper probably losses. Let's face it, uh, with the way that Osorio is and the and the and the lack of confidence that team has. So when the inevitable happens, when he when he does get canned, and he will get canned after 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 November, who is going to come in? I heard that uh, that they're looking at Turco Mohamed. Is that a, is that a good choice? Bad choice, Fernando. Bad choice. It's a terrible choice. <clears throat> it's uh, Fernando wasn't happy about that, by the way, when he saw that. Yes, I was not very. I was not happy about that. That was I thought was some mistake. They need to leave the coach alone. You know. <laughs> I, I you, know, you know what? Fernando, the coach. The coach is not. The coach needs. He if, if he can't. If he can't install instill confidence in his players, the coach has to go. Okay, so let's say he does win in Columbus. Are you still going to feel the team doesn't have confidence in the team, in the coach? Well, that's what I'm saying. If if, if he can instill confidence in the team, great. But but it's been obvious since he's been since he's been at the helm that they have no confidence. Do you agree or disagree? I mean, you uh, saw him. You saw him in Santa Clara. Did, did that look like a team that did that look like a confident team to you in in, in Santa Clara? You were the, uh, you were there then the Sonamista. Yeah, the they they were apologizing. They were just in apology mode, but that doesn't mean lack of. They had the webos to come and say I'm sorry. You know, that they had no choice. Though. That doesn't translate to confidence. They had a choice. They could have just kept going and say I don't want to talk to the press. That's that. that they they would have been slammed. It was not a choice. It was really a choice, and that they, they decided to make. And I they would have been. They would have been slammed if they would have done that. Okay, well, they would have taken it because it's still a choice. Well, let me ask you this. Seeing the results that Osorio has and seeing the writing on the wall, if, if Osorio was the Monterrey coach, would you want him to stick around or would you want to get rid of him? Uh, Osorio, I would want him to stay. If he was Monterrey's coach and they, they were like eight, eight games into the season and they have three points <laughs> and they have a ton of talent. and I mean, I mean, serious. 
and they have a ton of talent, and then they lost to Deegan at 7 0. <laughs> All right. Would you want him, there, would you want him to go? There's a lot of context in it, you know, for, because one of the reasons why I want to sort of just answer the question, is, Senator. No, I, let me let me get to it. You know, Osorio came from breaking records to losing one game 7-0. So what records if, did he break? If, you know, if this was happening to, to El Turco Mohammed, where he won, you know, the league and, and broke some records and kicked some ass, and then he just having a bad season, you know, start of the season, then you know what? Uh, I would definitely be against... You know, I don't think that's the question coach. I asked you. I think I asked you if Osorio was Monterrey's coach. <laughs> they had a bad start. And they were playing terrible, and the team had no confidence, and the players, the, the locker room was broken, and, and, and the players are, didn't want to play for the coach, and didn't want pretty much anything to do with the coach, and were, were pretty much at odds with the coach. Would you want to stick it out, or, or would you want to get rid of the coach? Like I said. And I'm just saying, I'm sorry, just any coach, any coach. Pick a coach, Fulano de Tal. Pick a coach. Let's say it, let's say it was La Volpe, right? No, just answer the question, Fernando. Let's let's not say anybody. Answer the question, yes or no. Would you want to get rid of the coach or not? No, I would stick by him. Considering okay, that's all. Success. That's all you had to say. That's all you had to say. The no, so you, you want to stick him. with him. You want to stick with him. Yeah, I would. Hey, John. You know, uh, okay. the the federations uh, isn't their top target uh, to bring in the Elkra? Like they've been after him for two, three cycles now, and I think. Uh, if they don't let Osorio work, if they, if you know, if they change horses midstream, I think they will have no shot of ever landing that guy. Oh, though they, they, he's he's never going to come to Mexico. He would have come to Mexico already. But I think if they if they change their pattern of behavior, you know, if you start seeing, okay, these guys are they're willing. To, I think that's the reason they're sticking with him, man. They they're trying to so they're trying to land a top candidate. They've seen the Mexican coaches. Well, you know, and that's. But that's the thing, though, is, 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 is that the, the, the world, the national team world is changing. The top coaches aren't taking gigs anymore. I mean, look, look, look who Spain got. Look who England got. You know, these are, these, these are you know, top national. Yes, go ahead and make your jokes now. But these are top national teams. Look at Brazil. Look at Argentina. Did they get their top coaches to, to, to coach their teams? No, they didn't. They're settling for dudes that want the job. I know Osorio wants the gig, but but for Osorio, and I'll let you speak in a second. For for Osorio, this job isn't the culmination of his career. He sees this job as 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 a as a launching point. This job needs to be the culmination for somebody's career, and Osorio it, it, it doesn't fit the bill. But none, it won't fit the bill for any of them. I mean, look at Vasco. He turned down. I mean, he's Mexican. He turned down the job. He said, you know, you know, the hell with you guys. I'm going to Osasuna. Right, I think, but I think you know if their top guy is Bielsa, they they have to change their behavior because that guy's crazy, man. He, you know, I think he's willing to take the job. You saw the teams he's been willing to go to, and that makes him crazy. No, what makes him crazy because he quits like the next day, like he did at Lazio. <laughs> like he's what, didn't didn't he get presented, and the next day he quit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, why would you want a coach like that? I mean, just you know, where he can, you know, you know, I asked for a Milanesa de Pollo, not a Milanesa, Milanesa de Res. I quit. You know, but he has high oh, standards. Man. I like the way he works, man. He's, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna build you a, a base, a body of work that's gonna. The only problem is that, uh, of course, once he leaves, you know, he takes. I guess he he brings in all. But his they things. won't have the patience for him. Well, 
I think that's what they're trying to show that they do. But I mean, do they? Really but they're do showing it with the wrong guy. <laughs> well, I think that you know that's as close as they're gonna get to if they look. Están bailando con la fea is what they're doing, and if they if, if they if they want the guapa. You know, I'm, I'm all for bringing in a coach that that, that would give time. When I, when I say time is like you know starting after the World Cup, and then given uh you know the first few months and then a Gold Cup and you know whatever comes after that before qualifying starts to to see what they have with the team. That's when Gold Cups are perfect for experimenting. You know, that's where you experiment. <laughs> gold Cups are for, perfect to get fired too. Well, you know, if they, they, exactly. But my my point is, is that, is that if you know, for a coach like Bielsa is not a fireman. He's 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 not a guy to put out a fire. But but that, but they've been they've been after him. They've been wanting to sign him. Well, I'm sure they have. But what I'm saying is, 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 is that if, if they're going to get him, they're not going to get him until after 2018. Yeah, exactly. So if they but if they fire Osorio, they diminish their chances of landing him. Is what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe they just get him and and start the process of building the building everything up, building all all that Bielsa does, build everything up. And if they miss the World Cup, then then who cares? At least their project is for uh, eight years from now or four years from after this other World Cup. Well, maybe, they, think, maybe they do that. But again, but you're but you're but you're talking about about companies that have have other interests, and then just the the sporting aspect. Of this, the, 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 they would never do that, and you guys and you guys know that that's true. Exactly, because, yeah, because of their other their their other interests will always supersede what happens with the team. Always. That's why, why Osorio is going to be fired after losing these two games. Of course, even, even though Pern disagrees with it and wants continuity, continuity of poor performance is going to continue, and Pern is going to be without his Mexico in the World Cup because of Osorio. If he were to stay, they would miss the World Cup. So Tuca's coming back then, right? I'm on. I am. I am. I am the 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 engineer of the Tuca train, and it is it is coming to your town. The camion. <laughs> the camion wasn't too bad at the Concacaf. Hey man, you know at, at least uh, you know Tuca. You know he's you know he's. Would you think Tuca would have ever let a seven zero? I mean, you know Tuca loses like all coaches do, but do you think he would ever lose seven zero? Ever ever. Yeah, absolutely. There is no chance. You know, I like Tuca. Huh? He did a great job with uh, Juarez, with Barrera. When those two players were with him, dude, they were. That was their best moment. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Tuca, Tuca has seen. You know, the way he brought along Pulido was was was. You know, he was doing such a great job. He's going to start. You know, he was going to start doing the same thing with Espericueta. Tuca knows what he's doing. You know, he's he's been around and you know he's been around an institution that 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 that. that that develops players and brings them in. You know, that you know, he played there, he coached there, he Yes. And 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 then Tuca will be the will, you, like you did the last time go to the FMS, look, I will bail you out now, but understand that, that this is all I'm doing. And my coach Tigres during the week, you know, yeah, I'll come coach the national team when I need to. But Tigres is still my team and then when the you know and then and then we'll go from there. You think he wants to coach? So the yeah, world? yeah, exactly. And then he can coach the World Cup, take Mexico to the semifinals, and then and then retire a a, a hero, a national hero. <laughs> to the finals, you said? 
No, the semifinals. Oh, I. If you say finals, I mean. What's the point of playing a quinto partido if you don't get to the sixth? You know what exactly, saying. man. What's the point of a sixth if you're not aiming for a seventh? You know. Right. Well, you're gonna play a seventh either way, but. Uh, so I mean, I mean, and and frankly, I think, in all honesty, I think that the final is is a great goal. I think the semifinals is a very realistic goal for for, for a team like Mexico. There's always a team that comes out of nowhere in a tournament and makes makes the semi. It can make a semifinal of, of a World Cup. There's no reason why it can't be Mexico or the U.S. or Paraguay or you know a team that wouldn't wouldn't normally be there. There's no reason why. You know. Um... Uh, a few years back, when I first started visiting a uh, uh, big soccer, there was a there was a Grifa report. Remember him, Jorge Grifa, the Argentinian, where he went through he went through the whole league. He studied their their youth development system, and he, he gave the federation a few points uh, uh, on areas to improve in. One of them was the was the that they didn't have a course for uh, the general managers, which a lot of federations don't. Uh, so they're not the only one, to, but they said, "Hey, the general manager—that's the the long-term vision, guys." So you're not you're not preparing your. That's why everything's like it seems to be done haphazardly. Um, and you look at Mexico's uh, who's the who's the GM right now? It's uh, what's that guy's name? Baños, bathrooms. Santiago Baños, yeah, the, from assistant to GM. Yeah. So, and uh, I think that's that's one of the. You know, one of the faults in the in the federation not addressing uh, that position because you get guys to, you know, you you end up with uh, general managers like uh, what was that guy named uh, uh, Bauer, the one that Club America had? Michelle Bauer, Michel who, Bauer, who graduated, who whose who's claim to fame in the in the world of soccer was that he was a graduate of the Cruyff Institute. <laughs> I'm being serious. It was on his that was on his like if you click about this guy. That's what it said. You know, Proud I, graduate of the court. I'm just, it's because I've watched, uh, I don't know if you guys seen that, at Club de Cuervos, when uh, DJ Churches, uh, Chava, when he's fighting for control of the Does team. he go to the Croix Institute? Yeah, he says, uh, he goes, uh, that he went to the Instituto Croix. You know, ningún pendejo. Well, there you have it. Yeah, that was his claim to fame, you know. And then, and then, you know, and then they bring in a guy like who actually, you know, knows and understands the sport, and look at the difference. You know, remember under under Bauer, America actually flirted with relegation for for, for half a season. Exactly. Yeah. So, Osorio, after the first two games, I'll ask you all a yes or no. We'll start with Chiquis. Does he survive after November? Chiquis. Uh, no. He's going to lose in Columbus, and uh, if he's lucky, he'll get a tie in Panama, but even with that tie, he's probably going to be gone. There won't be enough. Yeah, I'm almost sure, based off what you guys have said about uh, Vanyo's um, sort of distancing himself and other things like that. So, yeah, those are usually the the signs on the wall that, uh, or even the writing on the wall that that uh, you're about, uh, you know, when 
like like you, if you've ever been fired, it's like you walk into the office and no one's talking to you. <laughs> yeah. That's what's happening to Osodia right now. You want to go to lunch? No, I can't. Sorry, I got something just came up. I gotta go. No. And it's not just uh, like Mexican press. I, I was reading a what, what site was it on? It was an American article that was saying Mexico Osodia has to leave. <laughs> so it's like U.S. people are recognizing it as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh. So you say you you say Osorio is gone after November. Fernando Osorio. Now tell me what your heart says and what your head says. Your heart says no, right? But what does your head say? My head says, um, give him more time. Well, that's what your heart's saying. What does your head say? What what what, what do you want to happen? What and what do you think my, is going to happen? My heart says. You muted. Wow, he's he's pleading the fifth. Okay, Fernando's so. pleading the fifth. Go ahead, Fernando. Answer, answer the question. We, we, we missed your question. Um, my, like I said, my heart says he should stay the whole cycle. But what, but, but what do you think is going to happen? What do, you, what do you honestly think is going to happen? I think he can win. He can win. What do you honestly? What? What? Not, 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 Again, don't, don't tell us what your heart is telling. Tell us what your head. What <laughs> do you, you think is going to happen? Interpret things that are my. What's your prediction for Columbus then? What's the what's the score? The possibility it's gonna be one zero, or a tie. Who? A tie would be like a win, basically. <laughs> That's a mad mentality. Well, I, I I will put it this way: if, if they if they come out at any points, if they come out of Columbus with any points, then then he will stay. He, that is a that will uh, that that will go a long way. To, to, to keeping him, but it, that ain't gonna happen. So I think that we can we can just put that to rest. Juan, if he loses the two games, is he is, is he uh, is he spending his Christmas in Barranquilla or Mexico City? Well, uh, judging from a, a clip I saw on ESPN uh, on their Twitter, uh, he's gonna be spending his Christmas in uh, in uh, what is that Rochester, New York, or wherever he's from. He's not actually. Right. A, I guess he, I guess uh, what I was seeing is that the U.S. soccer they're they're take, they consider him an American. Like I saw Claudio Reyna on there, uh, you know, saying, "Oh, he's an American. He 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 went to college here. He played soccer here as a college student." Uh, so I thought that was interesting. I didn't know that part of his history. Yeah, he um, spent a lot of time in the states. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, you know, I'm surprised. I guess he you know he, he he got his degree here, and then I guess he became like a strength and conditioning coach. I mean, you look at the guy, he doesn't resemble any strength and conditioning coaches I've met. A, you know. Now, was the, uh, was, was the beard a cry for help? Or do you think that, that he honestly uh, wanted to change his look? I think, I think he gets zero... zero uh, you're going to bleep this out later, right? He gets zero fucks, you know? <laughs> That's one of those beards where you're just like, you know what? I don't give a shit if I shave or not. At least... You know, that's how it looked like to me. So, so you're saying that he could end, he could look like Gandalf by the time that uh, that that Columbus rolls around. He might, dude, or you know, he might be one of those, uh, you know, like during the summer he lets his beard grow, and then in the winter he shaves it off. You know, it's, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's growing his beard until Mexico plays a good game, and once they play a good game, then you know, that, like, so it'll be, it'll, it'll, it'll be a while at least. <laughs> so it'll he might, yeah, that least. beard might be up to his feet. <laughs> So I think the consensus, of course, uh, we can't. Uh, but uh, I, I agree with uh, with Cheekies and uh, 
and Juan, if you know, if, if he loses both games, I don't think there's any question that he'll. Uh, yeah, and, and and is it is it a raw deal that he's going to get fired with only three losses and ten wins and two draws or whatever it is? I mean, he had a, but it has nothing at this point. It has nothing to do with you know what what you did against you know Canada and El Salvador and you know whoever you played in the friendlies. It has everything to do with how they're playing right now and. For Mexico, right now, their goal is to make the World Cup. I could personally care less about the Confederations. Uh, you know, if, if Mexico is playing well, then the Confederation will be something to look forward to. If they're not playing well, like they did in in 2009 and like they did in 2001, then the Confederations Cup will be a calamity, like it was in 2009 and like it was in 2001. So their 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 main mission right now is 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 just to start playing better and. Get a little more confidence, and if and if that means if they need to get another coach to do that, then that's then that's what they need to do. If 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 he cannot get the players to believe in themselves again, then he has no business being the coach. And that's that's the bottom line. I don't know so if I agree with that. John. It'll it'll only be a matter of time before they play the. Uh, Has nothing to do with a therapist. It has everything to do with putting the players in, posi- in, in, in a position to where that they have the confidence in themselves to execute what they need to do. If they don't have that confidence and, if, and, and, and they start second-guessing themselves, then they're going to start pressing and making very bad, unforced, careless errors, which we saw, which we have seen in abundance, in abundance. You, you know what gives a, com- a player confidence? It should be given a confidence. It's given the chance to play. You know, you, know uh, you, you remember you remember Johnny Magallon? Uh, I yes. Think he, was the, he was on the 2010 roster uh, with Vasco Aguirre, where he was one yep. of the, we were thinking, like, why is he on there? What positions he could play? And you know what was interesting to me is uh, when he was put on the on the call-up list, and I think he made the the, the the final cut. He's like, you know what? He goes, I really don't care if they don't put me as a center back. He goes, I'll play wherever. He goes, I'll I'll play goalie. He goes, I don't care. You know, I'm I just here. I want to play. Like I'm hungry to play. Exactly. And, and I think these guys, dude, they're they're too they're too they're too pampered. They're too. They, they This is why I think this Osorio's big mistake is not a. Uh, Putting these guys in, in in new positions or in roles they don't usually play, but they have played. I think his his big mistake is even calling them up in the first place, because then you run into these issues where they're, they they don't have the the desire, they don't have the 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 attitude, the character to kind of adjust, adapt to something new. Whereas a kid like a, like Saldivar, a kid that's that's not really, you know, this is like their shot. They're hungry. They're they'll 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 try to adapt. Yeah. Well, you know, th- that's a very valid point. Then why didn't he... I mean, like, he's called up Julet Peña. He called him up for Copa America. He called him up for, for these two games. He's called, and he had, he's he's played him maybe, like, four minutes in all of that. Then why bother? You know, why... why, why you know, he's made all the rota- rotaciones, and there's one guy that hasn't been a part of it, and, and, it's, and, 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 and it's Julet. So... You know, don't you think that if he, if he's gonna just waste a roster spot, wouldn't it be better to waste a roster spot with like a Giovanni instead of instead of Hulit? Giovanni retired from the national team, man. He went to the MLS. You know, I I think there's something else behind the scenes with Giovanni, man. I think uh, of course there is. 
because Google was called up by Piojo, you know, so they got no problems calling up players that are in the MLS. Cuauhtémoc was being called up. You know, I think there's something else, man. I don't know what it is. There's a beef. I don't know what it is. They don't like that. him. They don't want him. I can tell you what it is. Yeah, there's, it's just that he's not playing competitive football. Why are you gonna get that? That has game? nothing to do with it, Fernando. It's you need to, that. That's an argument that you just need to drop. <laughs> that they're. I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't speak what you want to hear, but I'm being honest. It's, well, you're you're you might be honest yourself, and that's fine. But 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 your argument is 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 at best ridiculous. Hey, Google was called up to the Subin Tres, and he hardly plays, right? Oof. Well, he's yeah, but he yeah, that that. that yeah, he. Yeah, he's not going to be confident. Once Uribe uh, got in, stepped out injured, but I mean, it, it probably goes back to the maybe it was a behind the scenes deal with uh, what's his face, the the troll from uh, Football Azteca, or whatever the hell they called. Uh, Mart- Martinoli. Yeah, maybe it was like you know, maybe it was like uh, not, you know, he signed some kind of deal with the FMF. All right, I won't sue you guys, but you you, you know. These players are banned for this, you know, for whatever amount of time because they were inciting violence or, you know, because I'm sure he, he could have sued them for some money, right? You know, I, 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 I'm I not going to say that I that I know what happened, but you you know, knowing, knowing Piojo, he probably just gave him a little, you know, maybe just like just slaps the body in the back of the head. Again, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was anything more than that. And you know, you, you, and, and you know, and the, and the Federation had every right to discipline him, and, and they should have. But to fire him over that, you know, what I always found really interesting about that whole thing is, is, is how the press, to a man, are like, oh, he has, they have to fire him. You, you cannot, you know, that. You know, Martinoli has freedom of expression and this and that. It's like, really? Were they insulting your family on national television over and over and over and over and over again? Yeah, so, so, so this, you know, suspend Piojo, suspend him for a month or whatever it is, fine him, but to fire him over that, no. It was just, uh, you know, if it, if it would have happened to anybody else, a TV Azteca, a Televisa guy, he, would, he wouldn't have been fired. Hey, like hey, like uh, when when Guatemoc punched the uh, sucker punch. It was a sucker punch. It wasn't even a straight up punch. Uh, what's his name? Uh, David Falterson. Yeah. Did anybody lose their job over that or get banned? No. He might have been fined, but it just and, and and so now the FMF has compounded that error. By 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 hiring a guy who, I think we can now um, safely say is is just not suited to, whose style and tactics are, are not suited for a national team, and that's fine. You know, you 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 hit or miss, but 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 now don't com- compound that error further by sticking with them just be just because you're trying to prove that you can actually stick with something, while. You know, Mexico at this point, I would give them a really, honestly, a 50-50 chance of qualifying for the World Cup if, if, if they stick with this guy. It's not sticking just because of they can stick with somebody. It's because his numbers support him staying. Just look at the record. No, they, Fernando, 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 whatever he did before with the Chile game, the Chile game f- far outweighs all of that. I don't think you, I don't think you understand the, 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 the calamity 
the the importance of 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 of, of losing the way they lost. It, it 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 far outweighs anything that he did before that. And what he and the only thing you can he can hang his hat on before that is that he won in San Pedro Sula, and that's it. Beating Canada in Vancouver is no big thing. And in Kuzka. But that happened after the Siete. That happened after the Siete Cero. That those are uh, good accomplishments. So you you just can't minimize it just because it doesn't fit your agenda. It's uh, it's not that it doesn't fit my agenda. I'm just saying that they are fine accomplishments. Any coach would be happy to have them. Nobody did for like 20 years, man. That's what I'm saying. Like he broke a record that was a 20 year record there. Well, God, let's all go to the Angel. Vamos a Ángel. They beat Honduras in we already in tore San up Pedro that. Sula. We already tore up that idea on the previous episode. Yeah. What's going on back there? I hear a bunch of people screaming. They're cheering us on, Fernando. They're 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 cheering our podcast on. <laughs> Let's see what's going on over 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 in the chat. See, Christian agrees. He says that uh, that he thinks that uh, that Osorio needs to get canned as well. Well, and it's just. Now, uh, Fernando, I, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. If if he can pull out a win and and you know and get four points out of these next two games, then then yes, then I, I agree. Then he should be given a chance. But if if if, if they lose both of them, then he gots to go. He has to go. Lose both of them, I can understand why you make that argument. But but you know, if he if he, t- what if he are, loses in Columbus, and wins. To change the coach, if he loses in Columbus and wins the next game, he should not go. He should stay. So you're saying three? You're saying three points is is, is the minimum that he needs to that he needs to get out of these two games in order for him to stay. I'm just saying that there's a viable argument to to be made if he did lose both games, but if he didn't, you know, there shouldn't be no argument. There shouldn't be an argument. Do you think Mexico has a chance to? Has a chance to win either of those games yes. if they play the same way they played these games o- over the weekend. Um, I'm sure that uh, Osorio will adjust to the game, so I, I will. He plays with the style. Are you sure about that? He because he hasn't made the adjustment. He hasn't made the adjustments from the seven zero. That was glaringly obvious. Well, you I mean, know, that, that was the most painful part of the two games. Is that he? Is that he watched the seven zero and he and 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 he let. Both El Salvador and Honduras both just step all over Mexico's defense, and, and, and by miracles they didn't score. They didn't score more goals. You know, that's the part I didn't like that uh, it took him almost uh, four and a half games to read that to fix that. Uh, he should have fixed that a long time ago. Uh, if you notice, he kept playing Layun on the right, and then Layun, since he wasn't comfortable with that, he would he would get cut off, cut, cut upfield. And then they were outnumbered in the back. I don't know if you guys. Well, I mean, I mean, just just with what Honduras was doing to him last night, they would just wait for him, and then they would walk up, and then they would pressure him immediately. And because the wingbacks have already gone way up, there was nobody to pass to, so they'd leave these just massive amounts of space for the forwards to run into. And and again, you know, it, it was a miracle that they didn't score an early goal. A miracle. You know, it was the reason why. And it happened over and over and over again. The reason why yes, please. there was a lot of spaces was because of Diego Reyes giving up, just giving up the ball at the wrong time. You're right. There was a lot of unforced errors. When he moved Guardado, there was a lot of unforced errors. 
when he moved Guardado to the pivote, I, I really, I thought that was uh, Guardado's best moment that I've seen in the national team for quite a while. It, it, it is a position that, you know, just because of the way that, you know, his body is and and, and the way he, he reads the game, it is it, it is the natural progression of where he of where he should end up is is playing that position. You know, Guardado has is going to turn more into a torrado than, than 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 anything else. He's just I mean that's just the kind of player he's going to end up being. He's going to be slower, but he's going to be a better defender and he's going to be able to to dispossess pretty well. And and that's where he's that's where he should end up. I agree with you. They that that when Mex when he made that change, Mexico was better. Now, granted, Honduras was you know there in the second half there they were. I was waiting for Osvaldo to come out and go, yeah, 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 we're not going to score anymore. They, 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 we're both through. Let's let's just stop. <laughs> so. and, and he's good at uh, distributing the, the salida. You know, he could play a long ball. He could, you know. Yeah, the, yeah. It's, it was it was unfortunate that they played uh, uh, Diego Reyes there for for as long as they did. I'm not saying that Diego Reyes can't play there. I'm just saying that if if if, if he hadn't played there in two or three years, then you know, maybe he played there some with with I'll say that, but you know, this guy had anything since June, and they just started the league. They were in, in you know, plainly in preseason. It was just, it was just a baffle. It was a baffling decision, a baffling decision. If if you're trying to, you know, build up your team and and and, and get them where they can start believing in themselves a little more again, you know, doing that did not help matters much, which is what, and then. You know, I go back to the interview he did with Univision. What did you learn from the Siete Cero? I learned that when it's 3 nothing, I know how to play defense. No mames. Come on. How, how on earth could you answer a question like that? What? It's a loaded question, man. I mean, what is he supposed to say? There's, like, no good answer there. <laughs> like, is it, well, I mean, you know, you, you, know you, you, you can dodge around and say, you know, I, you know, I learned a lot. I learned that you have to do blah, blah, blah. Maybe we need to be more defensive when we're playing a you know a team with that kind of quality instead of you know the openness that we should. But not well, you know when it's three zero and I now know I need to you know really batten down that. Come on. You know what the thing is, this guy he's he's pretty honest, man. He doesn't know how to sugarcoat it. And I know a lot of people that rubs them the wrong way. Like you know you can be as honest as you want and that's fine. But but if if that's what you take away from from losing seven zero is that. You know, well, what you, why don't you think about batting down the hatches when it's like when, when it, the game is still you know within reach, and I, I not, don't let saying, it get out of hand. John, I think what he's saying is that the Mexican player doesn't have the character to come back. They like they give up, you know, and they're gonna get steamrolled. So it's best if he just parks the bus. That's basically what he's telling you that these guys don't have the character to fight back. Because you know, I mean. Yeah, I didn't hear that at all. Every game uh, is different. Like you can have an opponent that they an opponent takes. takes Three perfect shots, and you're down three zero. Are you gonna have the character to fight back now? With uh, well, you with know, it's the... funny you mentioned that because that that exact scenario happened to Pumas the last time they won a championship in the in the first round of the Liguilla against Monterrey, where they went down three zero in the first twenty minutes of the first leg, and it looked like it was gonna be a bloodbath because they 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 attacked with impunity and just whatever they did worked and they scored. I mean, they they came in three times in fifteen minutes. And got three goals, and it was it was three zero, very early in the first half. And and Pumas showed apparently the character that they that, that, that most Mexicans lack, and they ended up getting one goal back in the second half. It was it ended up being a huge goal because they won a second leg two zero, and they advanced. 
So I don't think that that's that that's what uh, Juan Carlos Osorio was saying at all about the, about the character of the Mexican. I think that what he's saying is I think, I think he's being subtle about it. I didn't learn. I didn't learn my lesson. And the lesson I did learn is 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 just ridiculous. I, I think this that's is what, what I heard. Telling you, man, he's telling you. Look, when we're down three zero, I got a bunker because these guys they already they gave up. Well, gee, I mean, I'm sorry, but I mean, how 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 on earth would would he would would he, would he learn that? And shouldn't he already know that? No, he shouldn't. On on any team, I don't, sure. I don't know, but it, I mean, this is a national team. There's gotta, you know, this is this goes back to the the biggest weakness uh, of the Mexican player. It's not their technique. It's not anything else. It's it's all mental, like you know, the stuff between their ears. That's that's their weakest area, and they still haven't. That has the weakest coach. You know, ever. Oh, I'm scared. Are you, are you gonna report me? I hear a typewriter. Yep, you're 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 going you're you're going in, you're going in our report. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're being put on notice. <laughs> I'm gonna get an angry email from a parent. That's right. Yeah, a strongly worded email from from the the Dos Acero board of directors. <laughs> well. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully this uh, this little experiment uh, by the FMF will, uh, will 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 come to its logical conclusion. You know, and, and again, I, I don't know why anybody would be surprised if this happened. The minute he was hired, we said that he wasn't going to make it this long anyway. So why is anybody surprised that that, that this is happening? Honestly, yeah, I think everybody knew. that person that person isn't surprised. So. Well, I I uh, I'm gonna agree with uh, like I said, both Juan and 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 and, and Joel and, and Ronnie, of course, have been saying this from the very beginning that he's not the guy. So it's uh, it's only a matter of time before uh, you know, and hopefully uh, the new coach will uh, will figure out a way to uh, mesh the players. They're saying Turco. Uh, Joel has been saying that uh, that the Piojo has an out clause for for Tijuana. Piojo has already raised his hand and said, "Hey, boys, you know, I'm right over here. I I want the gig." You know, and, and frankly, you know, for for for, for you know, for, Piojo wants the job. It, it, it's his dream. The players seem to like him. They hey, play well for him. Hey, John. When, yes, when, sir. When's going to stop though for Mexico? Look, they've had. When's they've what going to stop? Motivator. They've had a motivator in Vasco. They've had the disciplinarian in in Chepo. You know, they they they've had a pragmatist since then. And La Puente, too. Uh, you know, with Piojo, they had the hot head. You know, they're... they're they have the desmadre. They're, they're, you know, their buddy. They had their buddy. Or La Tuca. Uh, you know, and, and now with Osorio, they have the, the quote-unquote intellectual. You know? You stand on my body and say, ¿Qué carajo tengo que hacer? I just think... I just think... Uh, you know, when you fire a coach, you're basically excusing the players from their, you know, they're in. Um, so I'm not looking forward to the. See, but that's that that's the code. That's the coach and you talking. That's a sort of a good point, though. No, there's there's no question that the players have 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 some this. But again, I mean, you know, a national team coach has to be able to figure out a way in a very short period of time. To, to, to get the players to play well together. And 
Osorio, I mean, he just hasn't done it, and and he's he's been on he's been with the team now for what uh, over a year. Yes, they've won games, but I mean, has 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 at what point have they showed any kind of decent continuity against a good opponent? They just haven't shown it. They have not shown it. I don't know about that, man. Uh, that winning record uh, in the eliminatoria against a good opponent. Against a good opponent. That's already um. You know, the numbers speak for themselves. You, you just can't change the variables of, oh, against good opponents. I'm not changing the variables. I'm saying when 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 he when he played more solid opposition, at what point did they actually show something? Uh, Osorio's team? They haven't oh, shown yeah. anything. Aside from the 7-0, hey. you know, his run-up, you know, the Frenies versus Chile... Uh, the the three uh, and then how did that friendly for Chile work out for Mexico, Fernando? Hey, like I said, besides the seven zero, how did it work out? I'm just saying that he's been done great against a great opposition. Chile is not bad opposition. So out of two games that he played uh, versus Chile, he won one and lost one. He beat Uruguay. That sounds like great opposition to me. You know, he tied Venezuela and, you know, and beat... Uh, he, he escaped Bahia. against Uruguay. Huh? He escaped he against Uruguay. Uh, you know, I, I remember people saying that, oh, this is not the same Uruguay from years past. That it was a weaker Uruguay and basically they were discredited. No, and and they didn't, like didn't have Luis Suarez. Don't forget that. He did not play that game. Hey, don't... Aren't they in first place in the uh, in, uh, Comebol qualifiers, though? They, they just beat Paraguay 4-0. So, I mean, it's still the same Paraguay. They're still a good team. It's just... And it's still the same Uruguay, too, you know. Yeah, well, it was a little different because they didn't have one of the, the three best players in the world. But I'll, 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 I will concede the point. I'll leave it there. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you know this, mo- this point that, oh, we haven't played good opponents. Yes, they have. And has they have too. played good opponents, and they've and they've gotten exposed, and 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 and, and they've even, even even the bad opponents have exposed. Better opponents will 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 not perdonar like the bad teams do, and, that, and, and, and that's the only point at, I'm trying to make. Look at the numbers, and you just made up your opinion uh, based on feelings instead of uh, an actual logic. Let's let's make a bet, Fernando. What do you want to bet that that Osorio is gone? And November eighteenth, or, or thereabouts. <laughs> Wait, which November? Yeah, he, yeah, he won't. He won't be coaching. He won't be coaching for by Christmas. He'll 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 be gone by the end of November for sure. Wait, 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 wait. This year or next year? This, this year. Two thousand sixteen. Yeah. When, when is the it Columbia like game? A good wager. November. In November eleventh. Oh, I thought it was in, in January. Oh, all right. No, it's in November. I'm, 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 I don't know what I was thinking. Uh Huh. Yeah. So, so will, will he be fired by the end of the year? Then, now, now that you know the dates, Juan. Uh, you know what? Uh, November, cold, Columbus, and then he has to go to Panama with the general. Uh, you know, I, if he loses both games, I think they're gonna can him. You know, yeah, if he does lose this right. game, there there is an argument to fire him. But right now, there's no argument. There there is no reason to fire him. His record stands by him. And... I, I don't think there's an argument to fire him if he loses both games. But I think they will do it because there's absolutely no patience in the Mexican national team. In the yeah, he, 
you're a huge minority parent because I was looking at my YouTube uh, subscriptions of all the Mexican press. Everyone is saying that he needs to be fired. Carlos Albert, Martinoli, everybody, even gringo news outlets are saying Osorio needs to go. So you're a, you're a rare species. <laughs> <laughs> I can be in the minority. I, I don't have a problem with that. I've been in the minority before and proven right. Hey, you know, even even Matador, Luis Hernandez came out and came out of the woodwork. Like all the, it, it, it's like when uh, when Chivas uh, loses and Club, all the Club America fans come out of their caves and start talking trash. Dude, oh, came out and started. Matias Almeida came out defending Osorio because he's seen the same boat. You know, like they won him can, but then eventually he came back and brought greatness to Chivas. Really, it, is uh, is Matias Almeida a cancer like like Juan Carlos Osorio is? Well, they, they've they've done they've done record they're record breakers they 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 beat Honduras oh well, sorry beat Honduras and uh, Almeida won Copa Mekis so they're, yes. they're great <laughs> they're legends he started, he started their path to the Copa Mekis campeonismo <laughs> that's, that's laughable <laughs> but Cuauhtémoc came out and uh, was slamming Guardado that he isn't a good captain so uh, and that that's sort of like uh, coming coming out to be sort of truthful a little bit. Well. Yeah, I'm telling you, the locker room's broken. The team's playing bad. It's it, it's not going to get any better anytime soon. It's uh, the players. Uh, it's uh, it, it, it's not a good situation, and 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 and, and there is a remedy. I'm not saying it's going to be a quick, uh, instant fix, but I think it's going to go a long way. So let's go ahead and cut the cancer now and and uh, yeah, bring my boy Tuca in and let him and let him ride, let him ride the wave to the semifinals. <laughs> the Tuca train, the Tuca Express to Leningrad. Even a quote, or I guess St. Petersburg now. Even a quote from Guardado after the game was, uh, after the Honduras game, was like he said uh, they just came to to dirty up the game, like just making excuses. Like, so what if they came to dirty up the game and cry on the floor and stuff? Just score a goal and win. Yeah, just exactly. You know, let let them cry on the floor. You know, don't. Uh. <laughs> Young, you need to calm down, man. <laughs> Oh, I'm fine. I, I'm just yeah. I've 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 seen this movie and I know how it ends, and it does not have a happy ending. So I'd I'd, I'd rather I would rather stop production now before before they release it. I do agree. They shouldn't have gotten. Let's hope it happens. Beautiful. This, it is no, you're right. Happened. That should have, should have never happened. It should have never happened. You know, and and if Yoko ended up doing badly, so be it. But uh, yeah. But anyway, well, gentlemen, do you guys have any uh, any other any other uh, any other bits to add? Uh, uh, Juan, who's Pachuca playing this weekend? Now that you're an club, and you get the emails. Did you catch the horn? He just joined. He rejoined. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry, guys. I got disconnected. Oh, looks like looks like Joel. Joel, hang on. Uh, every, every time Joel joins, we need to. 
Well, we were just about to wrap it up, but we, I, did, I did have one question uh, to ask you that I asked the panel, uh, both uh, Chiquis and Juan and I guess I uh, are in agreement that if, uh, if Osorio loses the first two games of the Hex, that he, he will in all likelihood be fired. What is, uh, what is your opinion? I think he should leave already. I think he should do himself a favor and, and leave on a good note. I was listening to and, the show. Uh, and, no, this this is my whole thing with with Osorio, and and uh, I'm gonna go off something uh, Juan was saying about Yelsa. Um, this is the thing. Osorio he inherited a team that's it's at the pinnacle of its its cycle. It, it's about many of these players. That's it. We're not gonna see them after after 2018. So a lot of players have been two three World Cups under their belt. So it's a very established team, and he inherited a team that had won two tournaments already: Gold Cup and a Concacaf Cup. Don't mention Jolie. Well, I haven't finished. Um, so I mean, he basically tried to change things up for a team that's very established for since the previous cycle that already is is used to playing a certain way. So I think that was his his mistake right there when, you know, he, he should have not, he, you know, the saying, if it's not broken, why fix it? Or it's the other way around. Anyways. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah. That that was the thing. And you, as you were saying earlier, he, he his method seemed good because he was playing very weak opposition. Once he came up against stronger teams, the team has looked bad. They did look bad, but they look bad. They look bad. Even the friendly against Chile, if you rewatch it, uh, you have Alexis missing like four goals early in the first half. And and they did, you know, Mexico did win, but Chile pretty much ended up playing with all their subs. They look bad against Jamaica also. They look really bad against Jamaica. Jamaica had a lot of one-on-ones. Hey, you know, to comment on Jolie's, uh, the, the, the part about the established team, the only thing they establish is that they can't qualify uh, caminando. No, well, see, that they, that no, they struggle in the I'm, qualifiers. So, I, I don't think they would have struggled, they, but they have, I mean, they I have. think they, that's, they subject, that's subjective at this point. Four, the last three, four cycles, they've struggled. They've had to have a... They've had to have a bombero aside from La Volpe. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not. I don't want to. Midway, midway. Just going off into another argument right there. Just so, you know, like but, I'm gonna use your Belsa thing because put it this way: Belsa came in and he inherited a young team, and he was able to to instill his, you know, <laughs> well, that, his way you know, of. That's a change hearing from you, though, because usually you say, "Oh no, they their clubs." Uh, in hell. And that they were. <laughs> Oh, you know, Jolie, I think you're right in the respect that, that we need to bring in a guy to reinvent the wheel. I think that's your point. No, man, and, this is my point. Yeah. See, and if you see the coaches that came me. after Bielsa, they pretty much have maintained that style. Each coach that came after him didn't. San Paoli and now now the new guy, they didn't try their own. But, but they didn't, they didn't try changing. Yeah, but see, he's not there. Yeah, but the other, it went, it went good for the other guys. It's gotten good 
so far. You're you're right in that respect, Jolie. But this is see the problem is the, their federation was conscious enough to pick a coach to continue, and these yeah, guys. But, that's not what they. But did. they, they my point is, to, you don't bring Osorio to finish the cycle if he has new ideas, because if he have players right. that are used to for years, they're already used to playing a, a certain way or in a certain spot, and this guy saying, you know what, move over here, and, and they yes, tried let's, it let's, and it let's, hasn't let's worked. Really uncomfortable. These guys are about to leave, man. They... It's their last hurrah. So that's why bring in Tuca. Let Tuca come in, guys. Boys, what do you want to do? All right, look, we're going we're gonna to play that way. And just go out and do it. I'm mantener orden. We'll play however you want, but I can mantener orden. That's all you have to do. Did you see orden when, when, when you see uh, Mexico play with Osorio? I don't see it. I get scared to death when I see Hector Moreno dribbling at tres cuartos de cada. What under under what coach is that a good idea? You even had Ochoa already saying how a lot of players don't agree with rotations. They don't like it. So I mean, if he's admitting that publicly, that yeah, I mean, who, who, wants, to, who wants to fly twenty hours to sit on the bench? That's just sour grapes, man. That he should be the last person about complaining about sitting on the bench when he lost his spot to El Conejo Perez, man. I'm so not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> so the player. I think he went back like two World Cups. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, he's the king of losing his spot, so why is he complaining now? You know? It's not him, he's saying that the other players. No, he's talking like. He, he said that all the players have a. You gotta understand that you know well, the way John put it is like oh he goes flying twenty hours like his spot is assured already. It's not. He needs to you know win it. You know that seven zero is not gonna help him winning his. I'm game. not saying it is, but what I'm saying is that if I'm good enough to play in one game, why am I not good enough to play in the next? Well, you know he needs to win the spot. You know, like that's, he did win that's... the spot, and then they take him out for no reason just because oh we gotta give another guy a chance. That's no. an excuse for failing, man. Why on earth, Fernando, why on earth, if you have Chicharito, right, and you have Chuletita, and you're playing at the U.S. and it's the second game, and he goes, well, I have the rotaciones, so I'm going to bench Chicharito for Chuletita. Did that happen in Copa America? Who, who does that? Who does that? Like they I said, did Raul. that happen in Copa America? He put in Raul Jimenez for one Yeah, they, they, they took him out in the Venezuela game. Yeah, absolutely it happened in Copa America. Okay, so it happened one game out of four. No, rotaciones is common common thing for Osorio. Yeah, I know, but the thing is, is if you have, if you're really that good, your spot will be assured. And if Chicharito played no. three games, then that, that that tells you that he's earned that spot. And and Ochoa to come and Chicharito played two games, came in third, and then was a witness in the fourth. Rotaciones does not mean you're a star player. You won't be rotated. Any player can be rotated, no matter if you won the starting position or not. No, that's I the didn't. whole. That's the whole point. And again, whole... and again, I don't mind coaches, you know, plugging in players here and there. That's fine. You know, obviously they're well within their rights to do it, and and it, and and certain situations dictate that they need to do that. But to change eight nine guys every single game, especially the national team, is beyond ridiculous. It does not make sense. There, hey. there's no good argument for it. Is there not? Right? There just isn't. Is there any other coach at the at the national team level doing this? Any other team with a similar 
you know, similar method that, that we could, you know, reference? Fernando? I'm sorry, Sounds like you have a homework assignment. <laughs> well, Fernando feigns deafness when he is asked a question that he doesn't want to answer. Go ahead, Fernando. Go ahead. Please, please repeat the question. I'm saying, is there any other national team or coach doing what Osorio is doing with the constant rotations? Or has it been done before and we could, like, use that as a point of reference? Who has rotated before? Yes. The way he does, yeah, he'll change. Or, yeah, who makes who makes eight nine changes a game? National team level. Um, I have to get back to you on that um, because I if I don't remember I remember this this method that Osorio was using was revolutionary. You know, it, not, not that many revolutionary. How Because no other coaches had done this, you know, and it's. And it, look at his record. It promoted and, 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 and he and he won just just countless countless titles everywhere he went. I think you know, he did, did he do this at Puebla when he was at Puebla? Well, I think he did it in Atlético or whatever. And, in, in, and how, how many weeks? How many weeks did he last at Puebla? Wait, I, I'm not I'm too too familiar with uh, his stint in Puebla, but I'll tell you that he did win. Or how he did it? Or how he in, did it in, in Colombia? Rentals. He, huh? he didn't finish the season. He, he did not finish the season in Puebla. Oh well, you know that happens sometimes, you know. So point being, yeah, well, is well, that... The, 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 that happens, Fernando is happening right now. Hey, and you know what? The, the, that's what we're trying to get you to understand. I give him credit for taking the risk. He, you know, trying to do something different or new, and uh, I, I think it, it hurt us the most. Just the Copa America, because that was a really good chance for. For Mexico to to win it, and I think that we paid a really high price. But I think it's time he already like, you know. I think with, with Mexico, that idea is that, yeah, man, he should Jorge, try it. Do you think Osorio is a? Do you think Osorio is a locker? Yes, a what? Do you think he's a locker room cancer? <laughs> not, no, not him, but. But just, I think he did lose the locker room, though. I, I think players lost faith in 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 his tactics or in just him in general. If he lost the locker room, then then he needs to get rid of those players because that's weak-minded that they get rustled by the by the rotation. But it, it happens even to it happens. It even happened to Mourinho at Chelsea. It, that's just part of the game. It could happen to any any good coach. Well, the difference in Chelsea, even with top players, it, the difference in Chelsea and and uh, and the selection is that he can pick the players. So, if his players are having problems with him, then he needs to pick other ones. Yes, but it's very limited squad. He's not going to get far with with what what is left, unless unless Pern, you want yeah. the Chivas hype train to, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, hey, I mean, that's I mean, what you're looking works. at. That, that's what you're looking at right now, dude. Hey, well, Pretty you know, much a Chivas-based team for the that's, Selección. That's, that's what, you know, Osorio is doing. You know, he's taking a, a, the Almeida's the discoveries, you know? Discoveries. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, I'm gonna, like, before <laughs> we start going in circles, I'm going to go ahead and wrap. We've, we've been on for... 
for 120 minutes. And again, uh, you know, as y'all know, we uh, we charge Ronnie 30 uh, El Salvador for 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 our time, and we don't want Ronnie to have to pay through the nose. We get, uh, pardon me. The El Salvador rate? El Salvador, yeah, we get we get El Salvador rates. That's right, they're thirty dollars per minute. That uh, <laughs> that we maintain uh, we maintain a high level of podcast as long as we're able to do that. We'll, we'll go ahead and get paid. But uh, this has been the Dos Acero podcast. Uh, thanks everyone again for joining. And thank you, uh, Chiquis, for hopping on. Yeah, man, it's fun. And uh, Fernando, I'm glad you could make it. Uh, always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Likewise. And then, Joel, I know that you had some had to drop off for a bit. We're glad to have you back on, Joel. Thank you. Yes, yes, John. I was, uh, I was glad you guys were still going on. I was able to uh, give my give my two cents on the subject. Give you give your final two cents. Well, we appreciate it. And of course, Juan. Did a rip in a song Juan, anyway. thank you for joining us. <laughs> thank you for joining us, Juan. Hey, hey, John. Thank you, guys, man. Hey, it's a good show. It's going. Uh, uh, the Siete podcast is entertaining. Yes, it is. I hope you all well, have gentlemen, a, that's uh, a wonderful evening. Thank you, Juan. Well, this has been the Dos Acero Football Podcast. We enjoyed uh, chatting with you guys. Again, you can listen to this show live Wednesday nights on YouTube and then download our podcasts on iTunes. So thank you very much for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week. <laughs>